Hello and welcome back again to Inside Out Parenting. I am Nikki Cameron, a licensed therapist with Emergent Counseling and Consulting, and I am here providing tips to parents and teens about what they can do to strengthen their relationship and bridge any gaps that appear. And I'm the host and I also have my co-host. Hi, I'm Dina. I'm her daughter and I'm just here to give my perspective as a teen. And Dina is a 16-year-old, soon-to-be-turning 17-year-old teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, just wanted to start out again by thanking our listeners who have been consistently supporting us, those who are providing feedback, those who are sharing with others. We appreciate you. We thank you. We appreciate the feedback and support. This week, our topic is the disrespectful teen. So Dean and I felt like we needed to tackle this topic because quite often what I observe in my private practice as well as um, through my interaction with teens um, as well as parents is that I hear that term so often. My teenager is disrespectful. Mm -hmm. They have no um, respect and so I wanted to tackle that this week to get um, Dina Ray's perspective as a teenager and also provide my perspective as a parent um, just to see, you know, if we can provide some tips and go from there. So we're going to dive in. Mm-hmm. So, Dina, speaking as a parent, when I think of a disrespectful teen, um, I think of someone who backtalks, mm-hmm. someone who maybe when their parents speaking to them, they roll their eyes and walk off. Mm-hmm. Um, some teenagers even cuss at their parents and I'm taking it very extreme. Mm-hmm. So there are variations of it. Um, sometimes it's a curfew might be set and they just disregard the rules that were set in place. Mm-hmm. Some parents have even said, you know, um, the disrespect stems from you know, conversations are had and they keep butting in. So there's just a variety of what, yeah, parents often define as disrespect. So I know I have said in the past, um, you, you know, when you were younger, I would say, well, you're doing things that are disrespectful and that's not okay. Mm-hmm. And um, I had to take a step back as a parent and really analyze why was that considered to be disrespectful Mm -hmm. and in taking a step back and analyzing it i realized that oftentimes a lot of it had to do with cultural beliefs Mm -hmm. when you were younger i thought for sure that um because that's how i was raised again Mm -hmm. that children are seen and not heard so when uh you would say certain things I would have to do a double take, like, what? wait, what's going on here? Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until, and I share this with people all the time, not because I'm a therapist, it doesn't necessarily mean that I don't need support or I don't access trainings to help me. None of us are perfect. Mm-hmm. None of us were given a manual for parenting when our babies were born. So as with anything else, if we want to do well at it, we have to take the time out to learn. So I did parenting classes, read books. I've done tons of trainings to help me. Mm -hmm. And what I found was that me taking a step back to learn you, learn what your needs were and understand what you were coming from helps me. But in essence, um, that term of disrespect, certain behaviors that you teenagers display, it really gets under our skin as parents because oftentimes 
teenagers act like they know everything. Um, they, you guys don't think that you're wrong. Um, sometimes, you know, and I, again, I'm sharing feedback based on some of the things I've experienced as well in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you think you know everything. I know you guys prioritize your friends. Um, so tell me, why does that happen? Why is there disrespect? Well, I think that there's really two sides to it. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, of course, disrespect is never okay. And I don't want to make it seem like I'm excusing it. But there are some circumstances that like help foster it and where it's reciprocated. So the first instance is just when we usually we know when we're being disrespectful. Sometimes it's just I don't want to be bothered. Like, don't ask me to do anything. Don't talk to me. I'm not in a good mood. And maybe you ask to do something or you whatever, whatever. And... Like, I know that parents, a lot of parents are big on, like, tone or whatever, whatever. And I think that whatever, and I think that whenever someone does something, especially a child or a youth, it just seems like we're being disrespectful whenever your feelings get hurt. So maybe you ask to do something or you're like, hey, can you talk or whatever? And maybe I'm responding in a way that you feel like isn't adequate you may say that that's disrespectful or maybe we just got into an argument and you want to talk after and I maybe say something in a way that you don't feel like is right that a lot of the time is misconstrued as disrespect when really it's me expressing my emotions because a lot of the time we get in trouble and you're over it and you expect us to be over it as well and that's just not how anyone works. And then another thing is when there's just not a relationship there. Mm-hmm. And also it's a, you're just like, if you're a parent and your child says something and you get frustrated with them and you suck your teeth and you roll your eyes and you say, oh my gosh. And then it happens to you. That's because that's the way that you communicate your frustration with me. So mm-hmm. when I like, if I do it back to you, it's only natural because that's the only thing that you've shown me how to do. Gotcha. Okay. So I'm going to give an example, an experience I had with Dina some time back, and it was very eye opening. I remember one morning in the car you were going to school. I was very frustrated because I felt like you weren't moving fast enough. And so many parents I know express that frustration. They're like, oh my gosh, my kid is so slow. They're just like a snail. They take forever to get dressed. And I told you that I didn't want to be rushing to catch the school bus because that causes stress unnecessary on me. Mm-hmm. And we had a conversation about that. And I don't remember what you said. And I hissed my teeth. Um, because of my <laughs> my background, that's the way we express frustration. So I went... And you said to me, mom, please don't hiss your teeth at me. That is rude. Mm -hmm. And I did it again. And you said, see, I just asked you not to hiss your teeth at me. And then you still did it again. What if I were to do that to you? Would that be okay? Mm -hmm. And when you said that to me, it hit me hard because I thought, you know what? What if she did do that to me? How would I have received that? And when you said that to me, it kind of humbled me for a little bit and I felt embarrassed and I I actually apologized to you that morning and I told you that my ego got the best of me 
because I felt like, oh my gosh, how dare you? I'm frustrated because you were already causing us to be running behind. And my way of expressing that frustration was through hissing my teeth. But I knew it wasn't right because what you said kind of put things into perspective. What if I were to do that to you? Would that be okay for me to express my frustration that way? Mm -hmm. So, you know, oftentimes what as parents, what we don't realize and listen, we all have a right to express our frustrations. Parents do. Teenagers, you do too. Um, The issue lies in wherein it's not expressed in a healthy manner. Mm-hmm. I had to learn that you are a sponge. Um, children learn they through watching mm-hmm. most of the time. And so if I wanted your behavior to change or I wanted our relationship to change, then I had to change my approach. I had to take a look in the mirror and say, when I am frustrated... How do I express my frustration? Am I somebody who lashes out? Do I talk it out? What do I do? Why is my child acting this way when she's frustrated? So that's the first thing. I had to take a step back and evaluate my actions during my times of frustration. Because parenting is very stressful. It is extremely stressful. And when you don't have support, it can be even more stressful. So what's crucial, and you mentioned it, Dina, you said relationships play a very important role in um, disciplining your teen. Or, and, and I think it also helps in, um, for that teen when they... If, I always say if there's no relationship, there can be no discipline. Mm-hmm. So for me, I, I think that because of the relationship you and I have, that we've always had, your dad, you and I, that you do take a minute to think about how your actions may affect us and we talk about it. Mm-hmm. But if there was no relationship with us and no it trust, you probably wouldn't care. And also, I just want to say that sometimes I understand, yes, as parents, you have emotions, obviously. But I would just say, remember that our emotions are valid too. And just like how you feel angry and maybe... Just understand that we have different paces of anger. We're still young. We're still impressionable. We're still dramatic. We're younger and more naive. So you getting mad and then being over it 30 minutes later doesn't mean that your teen is going to be. So if you're trying to be all buddy-buddy under up, up under them and they resist, it's not disrespect. They're just not ready yet. And then also when it's a thing of continual disrespect on your end, or at least what feels like it, from a teen's perspective, it gets to a point where maybe you didn't do anything and maybe you're trying to do better and you're trying to establish your relationship. But by this point, they're so used to just being hurt by you and being degraded that whatever's coming out of your mouth, they don't register anywhere because they've just learned to block you out. Gotcha. Which is true. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just want to remind parents, your teenager's brain is still in developmental stages. It's not fully developed yet. Um, It typically takes um, a brain to be fully developed when the individual gets to about age 25 to 26. Mm -hmm. So between the teenage years to adulthood, they are learning by watching, by the coaching or teaching that you provide to them. And most of the times, we're not even conscious as parents and we're not perfect. We make mistakes. We get angry, we lash out. 
what I found is that if as a parent, you don't have healthy coping skills or healthy ways of expressing your frustration, then it makes the situation worse. So if you're a parent, when you get angry, you lash out and you use hurtful words to express your frustration, then you're programming in that child's brain that it's okay for them to do the same thing back to you. That's number one. Number two, um, it's it's not a good idea for you to badmouth other people in front of your team. So something happens at work or at church or with a friend and your teenager hears you badmouthing this other person, speaking about them in a disrespectful manner, you're in essence programming in that teen's subconscious that it's okay for them to speak to about other people in a disrespectful manner. Your teen's not going to stop and differentiate and say, well, you're my mom, so I'm not going to talk about you that way. Or you're my dad, I'm not going to talk about you that way. I'm only going to talk about outsiders. No, um, disrespect is disrespect. And if they see or hear you doing it, then it makes it okay, okay. in their subconscious for them to do it. They're not going to discriminate just because you're their parent and not do it to you. Mm-hmm. Um, can't stress enough how important relationships are. There can be no discipline if their relationship is lacking. That is so, so, so important. The other thing, too, I've learned as um, a parent is who took the time out or did you or have you taken the time out to sit down with your teenager to discuss what a coping skill is? Mm-hmm. If your teenager doesn't know what a coping skill is and they don't know how to use coping skills or what their coping skills are, then they're going to have a difficult time managing their stress. So what is a coping skill? A coping skill is whatever you do to help you manage stressful periods. It's whatever you do to help you cope or, or you know, get through times that are frustrating whether it's sadness, anger, it's whatever you do to get you through those times in a healthy manner. Um, some coping skills can be unhealthy. So for instance, um, if you get angry and you're someone who lashes out or a punch wall or some teens, they turn to smoking weed or you know they use other drugs, those are unhealthy coping skills. Mm-hmm. So if you're not taking the time out to sit with your child and say, okay, let's talk about things you can do to help you when you're stressed out, then they're not automatically going to know. I I know as a kid, nobody sat with me and told me what a coping skill was. When I heard that word, I'm like, what the heck is coping? Yeah. And I had to kind of learn that on my own. So please don't assume that your teenager knows what a coping skill is. That's number one. Mm -hmm. And number two, they learn to cope based on how how they see you coping when you're stressed. Mm -hmm. If you yourself, as a parent, don't understand what a coping skill is, then it means that you need to kind of take some time out to study yourself Mm -hmm. and figure out what works for you to get you through your stressful times. Mm -hmm. So for me, I it may be exercising, I do deep breathing, um, I go out and have fun. It may be taking a nap. It may be talking to a friend or another parent for support. You just have to figure out what works for you. That's number one. You know, very important that you figure out what works for you. Um, Dina, what about you? What does coping mean to you? 
Um, for me, coping is just my escape from whatever's going on. And my coping methods are usually just reading. Mm-hmm. I really like to read. Um, of course, I'll breathe. I'll like take deep breathing or whatever. I'll try to meditate. But my main coping skill, I would say, is reading and reflection. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say, yeah. And for those of you who are Christians, praying also works. Mm-hmm. Praying works, but sometimes even when you pray, you may not get the constant result you need. Mm-hmm. So talking is another way. Um, believe it or not, walking away is another way to cope because it's better to take a minute, walk away, mm-hmm. and go breathe in a the corner, then stay there, and the conversation gets more heated, and then, you know, it, it results in, in regret in later on. Right. So walking away is also a g- good coping strategy. I see parents sometimes get angry because they say, well, why are you walking away from me? I'm talking to you. Not realizing that at that time, you know, that team may be so upset mm-hmm. that walking away is probably the best thing to do to prevent them from getting into trouble. Well, I want to interject there. Sure. Because a lot of the times we know what we're doing. And there's a way that you do things. If you need to take a second, just be like, there's a way to do it. Mm-hmm. I could say, listen, I know that you're really angry right now, but I need a minute. Can we continue this conversation later? I know that you need a response, but I just need a minute. And then walk away. Of course, your parents still might be mad and they might carry on. But at least you know that you did what you were supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're just walking away mm-hmm. without a response. So now you're both in the wrong. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, maybe you tried to do what you could have done. You tried to do your best to avoid being disrespectful in the situation. But walking away from someone is also very disrespectful. Mm-hmm. So I would just say... Try your best because we know, like in our heart of hearts, we know when we're doing something mean. We know when we're being rude. We know when we're being petty. It's just a conscious decision. Is my relationship more important or is winning this argument? And that's a very good point. Is my relationship more important or winning the argument? Um, Thank you for pointing that out. Mm -hmm. The other thing to note, well, what... um, what advice would you have for teens as to what they can do to help them or prevent them from being disrespectful to their parents? Um, I would say what really helps me is I count to three before I answer. Mm-hmm. One is where I say what I really want to say in my head. Two is to banish the thought. And then three is to prepare myself to get a response out. And that usually helps me because I usually... I can be very snappy. I know myself. Um, I don't necessarily always pay attention to my tone. So I have to give... Like, I know what I need to do to give myself a minute and a breather to be okay. So I would just say find out what it is you're getting in trouble for. If you're getting in trouble for having outbursts, count to three before you answer. Make sure you let the person fully finish and then go. Or stay silent. A lot of the time... You know, if I'm having an argument, I don't argue. I will listen to what you say and I'll say, okay, and I'll bring it to you when we're both at a better place. Because I believe that screaming and yelling doesn't really accomplish anything but anger. So I would just say, take your time when you're responding and remember that you're living with someone who's paying all your bills, who is providing for you, who is putting clothes on your back, who is making sure you're educated and fed and clothed and warm. So Remember who you're talking to, I would just say. So before you open your mouth to say something disrespectful, just remember, you know what? 
yes, maybe she said this. Maybe she disrespects me. Maybe she makes me feel horrible. But you know what? It's still her house. So if you have a boss and you're at work and they're disrespecting you, yeah, you can report them, whatever, but you still work for them. You still need your paycheck. So you do what you have to do. You go to work, and that's what you do. And I also wanted teens to know, and I know I've said this to you, the most hurtful, disappointing thing for a parent is to watch their teenager disrespect them. Because I know for me, as a parent, we go beyond and above. Well, I can't say all parents because some parents, you know, struggle with that. But for some, most parents, we go beyond and above. We make sacrifices for our, for you guys to make sure that you are fed, you are safe, you're living in a home and we try to ensure you feel loved. And when you get disrespected by your teen, that feeling of number one, failure, anger, where did I go wrong as a parent, betrayal, all these feelings start to get boil up inside of you as a parent or it can boil up inside of you. And oftentimes it makes it worse, like I say, when you don't have a coping skill to get you through those feelings that you're experiencing and sometimes even shock because you have this teen or this child that you are giving your everything for, you're working long hours. Some of us are single parents. Sometimes some parents are single parents and they're trying to juggle doing different things. And parents very rarely hear good job. I don't know if you guys are aware of that. A lot of parents very rarely hear you're doing an amazing job or I see that you are trying. Mm-hmm. So when you don't hear often, good job, I see you're trying. And not that we're doing it for credit, but it does make you help. feel good. It does help. It does give you hope. So when you're giving your all as a parent and you don't hear a good job, what you hear is your kid did this or this happened or why didn't this happen? You're getting phone calls from the school or your child's getting into trouble, which is even more embarrassing. And you come home and you're trying to have a conversation with your teen and you get disrespected. It's like a punch in the gut, like it cripples you temporarily and it starts to fester and fester. And especially if you are one of those parents who just kind of, you know, you suppress it and don't want to be bothered with it because it's too overwhelming. It festers and festers. Till it gets to an explosion, which is not a good way to deal with the frustration anyways. So I just wanted to share that with you. I know I've always been good about communicating um, your what, how your actions affect, you know, or send messages to us. So I just wanted to share that with other teens. That is like the worst thing someone could do. And I know when you were younger, Dina, I gave you permission to correct me mm-hmm. and your dad did. And I think that's why we have a great relationship because we communicate. Communication is very important as well. Relationships important. Communication is important. But I just want to ensure that parents, you you need to be telling your teenagers when they do something, the message it sends to you, that's number one, mm-hmm. and focus on their behavior. So don't tell your teenager, well, when you you didn't do the dishes and you hurt me no when you didn't do the message it sent me a message that you didn't care about my request and now i am feeling frustrated so focus on the behavior when you didn't do the message 
this is how I interpreted it as you don't necessarily care. What I ask you to help me with is not a priority. And now, because of you not doing the dishes, I feel hurt. But if you tell the child, you You hurt hurt me, me. Mm -hmm. that child's going to get on guard and take on a defensive (laughs) stance, right? Yeah. And that's not a good thing to do. But most often, that's how we were taught to communicate. We don't focus on pointing out the behavior. We point out the person. We point out the person. Or the child will walk in or the teen and we'll say, well... You know, you you lied, and when you lied, you you um you made me feel ashamed. Mm-hmm. No, um, when you told that lie, mm-hmm. it made me feel upset or disappointed mm-hmm. or ashamed. Teenagers like evidence. They don't want you to just come up to them and say, "Well, you know that one thing you did. You didn't do the dishes, and now you hurt me." Or you lied and now you hurt me. They want evidence. When you point out evidence to them, they're better able to hold on to that. And like I said, I can't stress enough the importance of communication and relationship. The other thing is, as teenagers, so I'll say this for you guys, don't take care of everything personally. And the same goes for us as parents. Mm-hmm. We can't take everything you guys do um, seriously. Mm-hmm. Teenagers express their words via their actions most of the time because you guys are still learning emotions. You don't know all the vocabularies. Most grown-ups don't know all the vocabulary associated with emotions. So instead of saying, I'm angry, you may slam the door or or you turn and walk away. And I wouldn't advise anybody to do that. Do not slam doors in your parents' house. That is not the smartest thing to do. But why I'm sharing that is because I want parents to be aware of teenagers act out their thoughts and feelings instead of saying, I am angry or I feel unsafe or I feel sad. They put their thoughts into actions. So when you see your teen doing something, ask first, okay, you just slam the door. Please tell me why you slammed the door. What does that mean? What is going on in your mind? What is happening while you slammed the door? Mm-hmm. Don't assume it's because you're being disrespectful. Because again, sometimes is that they may be feeling afraid because something may happen at school. They may feel sad or feel angry. And instead of putting that into word because they don't know how to put that into words, they use their actions to communicate it. Do you agree with that? Yes, and sometimes we don't want to put it into words. Sometimes you don't need to... We don't want to talk about it. I mean, do you always want to talk about what you're feeling when you're feeling angry or upset? Sometimes you just can't talk about it because it's just going to bring up all those feelings again. And I think that we're not really afforded as many outlets of expression as you guys are. And it's also like a if you have if you're feeling mad, why don't you just talk to me? Well, sometimes I don't want to talk to you about what I'm going through. You know what I mean? So sometimes I would just say communication, again, is very key. Just ask. Hey, I see that you're mad. Like, it's something that you do that I really appreciate, where if I seem irritated or angry, you'll ask me, hey, are you okay? Is it me? If it's not me, whatever. Do you want to talk about it? Yes. If it's no, okay, I understand. Yes, let me know if there's anything I can do. And I think that's something that has allowed me to really go closer to you and trust you because 
it just makes me feel like I'm not being pressured and it makes me feel a little bit more understood. Mm-hmm. And parents, do not ever pressure your child into, disre- into respecting you. Don't ever say, I, you need to respect me. It's That's funny. like saying, don't respect me. You can't force someone <laughs> to respect you. Respect is earned the mm-hmm. same way your teenager has to earn your respect. Mm-hmm. You have to earn their respect and it goes mutually. Don't ever take your child's side. If they come home and they're talking about a teacher disrespectfully, another adult disrespectfully, anyone in a disrespectful manner, don't join in with them. So if they come home and say, Miss Smith is a dumbass, I can't stand her. Don't join and say, you know what? What happened? Yes, yeah, she is a dumbass. Well, no, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Because sometimes- So you're saying if you're... if. If you come home and you're saying one of your teachers is a dumbass, it's okay for me to join in and say it's a dumbass? You know what? Yeah, because it's like you're having a hard day. And it's imagine you're getting it from every angle. Your friends aren't, aren't defending you. You're mad at your teacher. You got written up. You're having a bad day. And you come home. You ask me what's wrong. I tell you what's wrong. And you go join side with the teacher. Mm-hmm. Then I'm never going to want to talk to you. Ever. Because the one time I chose to express myself to you, you shot me down and you turned it into a lecture. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not saying to lecture. That's not what I'm saying. But, I mean, sometimes we just need to vent. Maybe right, the next right. day I go back and say, right. hey, you know, that it wasn't really okay how you talk. Like, I understand how you're mm-hmm, feeling. Mm-hmm. But just be mindful that, you know, there's still whatever. And just establish that, hey, you can talk to your friends like this, but remember, I'm your parent. But I would say in the moment, don't do that. Because if I'm just having the worst days and I'm venting to you, I don't need advice. That's not what I'm coming for. Usually I know what I'm like, I know what to do anyway. I'm not coming for you to lecture me and tell me what to do. I'm you asked me how I was feeling, I'm telling you how I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. If you're not ready to hear how your child's feeling, don't ask. Okay, and thanks for clarifying that. What I was saying is that basically child comes home says teacher's a dumbass don't join in and say yes she's a dumbass (laughs) you can say you can say the child's a dumbass because you're the teen and i'm not gonna lecture you there and then because you're right you do need to get it out you have that right to be frustrated Mm -hmm. but me joining in on the bandwagon saying yes she's a dumbass is not telling you it's okay to be disrespectful to another person so I'll allow you to vent. And it's okay if you don't agree with me, Dina. It's mm-hmm. perfectly okay. <laughs> you can't see you, my face. Right. You, <laughs> you need to vent and you have that right to vent. I'm not going to judge you when you're venting. I will allow you to get it out. But what I'm saying to parents is even if, when you hear your, your teen venting, referring to another adult in a disrespectful manner, mm-hmm. don't chime in and support them in that. That is not okay. You don't necessarily need to reprimand them in that moment. Allow them their time to vent. They're just venting. But the next day, you really want to take the time out to talk about um, other means and ways they can express their frustration about what happened with that teacher without being disrespectful. Not in the moment, because at that point, they're not going to hear you. Everything's kind of shut down. Mm -hmm. They're blocking out any ability to reason with you. So you're listening to them venting, but you do need to go back the next day and sit and talk about the conversation and explore other ways they could have dealt with it. Because at the end of the day, you're trying to raise a civil, you know, well put together young man or young woman. 
And you want them to understand that, in fact, people may be a dumbass, Mm -hmm. but you need to learn to express that in a way. It's okay to do it in a safe space, but you also don't want to be disrespectful. And Um, for me, it's also, your parents probably not the best avenue for you to vent about an authority figure and, like, curse about them. Because, like, okay, if you're venting about your teacher this way, how are you venting about I would just say, you know, keep it to a friend. If you don't have any friends you know went to your room but i think that you're never going to be able to say whatever you want with your parents because at the same time they're still put over you to guide you and make sure that you're saying the right things and you're conducting yourselves in a way that would honor them and yourself so just remember that there's a time and place you know like they always say they're not your friends and they're not you can be you can have a great relationship without crossing boundaries. So I think that's really what it comes down to. <clears throat> so the other thing I want to point out is don't forget to commend your child for things that they actually do well. When they show good behavior, be just as intentional about pointing out that you see them behaving well. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes we forget to point out when we see our teens doing well but we tend to be more intentional about saying when they do things wrong. And what we don't want is for a teenager to feel like, oh my God, no matter what I do, I just can't win. I'm done. Mm-hmm. If all you hear is when you're doing things wrong, well, when, why would you even bother trying when you never hear good feedback? Mm-hmm. Um, same goes for teenagers. Be intentional about letting your parents know that you see that they're trying. That you see that they're trying to understand you more. They're trying to do good. We like to hear it as parents do. We like to hear that you see that we're trying. Mm -hmm. Because again, if as a parent, you very rarely hear when you're doing a good job, then it makes it, it's, you know, it makes it that much more frustrating. Not that we're walking around as parents looking for a pat on the back, but it gives us hope when Mm -hmm. you, our teenager, takes the time out to say, hey, mom, and you're pretty good about that. Like, you'll write letters to your dad and I, and you'll tell us how much you appreciate us, or you'll send us text messages, mm-hmm. and you'll go beyond and above to treat us special, and I think that is amazing. So, teenagers, I'm sharing that with you, because when Dina does things like that, it gives me hope. It makes me feel like, oh my gosh, she sees that we're trying. She sees that, you know, we care, and it really sparks hope in us. So, take time out to share, show your mom and dad or your, you know, your parent, that you do see their effort and you appreciate it. And like I said, parents, do not demand respect from your children. That is not the way to earn it. That is like the biggest way to push your kid away. People don't, we as adults, we don't walk around demanding that other adults respect us. Mm -hmm. They have to earn our respect and we earn their respect. The same rule applies to our teenagers. So, you know, just be mindful about how we're conducting ourselves and evaluate our expectations. Are the expectations you have for your teenagers the same you have for an adult? Mm -hmm. Because if you're expecting your teenagers to act like an adult and then they act like an adult and when they do, you're like, you're being disrespectful, Mm -hmm. then we have a problem. So you do want to take a step back and examine your expectations and the boundaries you put in place with your adults. So just wrapping up, Again, um, oftentimes teenagers speak with their actions um, because either they don't feel safe enough disclosing their feelings to you or maybe in the past they were made to feel like they 
they're doing something wrong if they cry or show anger be okay with them expressing their anger they're they're there it's okay for them to express their anger because you don't want your your child to be suppressing feelings and then later on as an adult they're lacking in self-confidence and self-esteem because they weren't allowed that space to just express their emotions mm-hmm. um do not badmouth other adults with your teens that's a bad idea um and the thing is the kids the teens behavior typically tells that adult you're badmouthing because you know at church for instance I've had instances with teens and the teen starts acting differently toward me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's because something was said. And I've even had a couple of teens come and share with me things that were said. Yeah, and they didn't even realize that they were telling me things that were said by their parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't do it because you don't, you don't ever want to put yourself in that situation where you're teaching your teenager that it's okay to, to speak to a, another adult in a disrespectful manner. Respect goes both ways. If you want your teen to respect you, you should be showing respect as well. Teenager, if you want your parent to respect you, you should be showing respect. I think sit with your teen as well and define what respect is, what it should look like. Ask them what they expect from you. Um, What do they need from you to feel respected by you? And tell them what you need from them to feel respected by them. It, communication is the key. Don't assume that, well, he should know what respect means. No, it's our job as the adults to define what respect is for them mm-hmm. and demonstrate that behavior and tell them what we expect. Remember, you teach first and expect after. Dina, any closing words as it pertains to disrespectful teen? Um, I would just say, let's just be nice to each other. Yes, it's as simple as that. Let's just be nice. As simple as that. So we thank you once more for joining us on mm-hmm. our episode, The Disrespectful Teen mm-hmm. um, on Inside Out Parenting. Please share, like, and share with your family and friends and other parents. And until next time, have an amazing week. And you are both doing an amazing job as parent and teen. Take care.